I'm Matthew Connery. Corey Thistlewood. Jeremy Sitnik. And welcome to episode five of Times Before Can Be Forgotten. Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. We want to be free to ride. We want to be free to ride our machines without being hassled by the man. And we want to get loaded. So welcome to Season 2, Episode 3. We are podcasting again, and this is going to be a conversation show about growing up and living in this area. Uh, but before we get into the meat of the pod, we are where, where are we podding again? Uh, we're from our newly acquired mobile podcasting studio. Not really newly acquired, but more repurposed as a studio. Uh, we're trying to keep the production value up for you guys, and... Uh, in, in listening to some of my favorite podcasts, I heard uh, one famous, other famous bald guy, Joe Rogan, speaking about how low his production value was from Austin, Texas, in his multi-million dollar studio. Uh, he's low cost, I guess, low production value. Um, I think we're lower. <laughs> We've got it. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to talk low production value, don't listen to Joe Rogan. Yeah, exactly. This is the podcast yeah. to listen to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> iPhone to iPhone through a truck radio for music. It's a first for us right there. And where is our mobile podcasting unit on this uh, Sunday morning? Uh, we're hurtling through the airwaves to you at about 24 miles per hour um, towards Ipswich from the northeast. Um, that's about it. It's a pristine location. Well, and you know, you referenced uh, a, a town, not necessarily the town that we're in, but the one that we are headed towards. And uh, I'll keep it with you, Sitnik. This is going to be a pod about this area. And, of course, we started this podcast with a few different themes in mind. And chief among them was our love for this area. But it begs the question, when we say this area, exactly what are we referring to? So, uh, Corey, cue up your answer. But go ahead, Sitnik. When I say this area, what are you thinking? Um, I mean, I think basically... Newbury, it's port, yep. which comes after Newbury, which a lot of people would not even want to admit. Right. Uh, Rowley, Byfield, yep. Ipswich, um, just that whole area. Any towns that you would add or subtract, Corey? Not really. The whole Tritown area plus Ipswich with me. Um, you know, I, yeah, yep. you know, I spent a lot of time in all of those places, and um, you know, it's it's nice. It's uh, where we're headed now has always been one of my favorites. With 
Jeremy, and it's nice sometimes not even knowing what town I'm in. Right. Of all the towns that you have lived in, do you have do you have a favorite? Because you know you get to be an adult. You don't the, the choices that you make are not as easy to come by uh, in, in terms of maybe always landing the way that you want. And we've talked about this too, not on this pod, but aside from that, this area's changed a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not always for the better. <laughs> and uh, and maybe in some ways it has, you know, and I think we're going to get into some of the places that we maybe cling to a little bit, places that we miss, maybe, maybe micro, maybe macro. Uh, but what are, what are some of the places that you've lived in that you... And I'll answer this for myself first, where you really missed this area the most, and I, I think I'm the only one that's lived out of state. Uh, and living in Pennsylvania, I've lived in Pennsylvania, I've lived in New Hampshire. I describe my time of living in Pennsylvania as basically being in prison on Jupiter, and at least in terms of how, and that's not a comment on Pennsylvania, that is a comment on how much I miss this area. Mm-hmm. You take right. me away from the ocean, you take me away from you guys, you take me away from all of the things that we're literally celebrating in a podcast now and put about 464 miles between me and it, and it was asphyxiating. Do you guys have any version of that? I know you didn't live in Pennsylvania, uh, but too far from where you wanted to be. Sydney? Um, or have you always managed to stay close enough? No, we're close enough, I think. I've only really lived on the island, well, in Newbury, too. I lived down in the heart of Old Town, um, me and Amy's first apartment. Yep. And then Merrimack. That's it, pretty much. Plum Island. Old Town, Merrimack. Yep. Corey, you had the, the longest drive. We've been comparing how long it took us to get where we are this morning. Well, I've been in Wenham now for 17 years, 18 really? years, and um, that still feels far away from Rowley to me. And growing up in R- Rowley, I was kind of a, you know, hybrid byfielder. Yep. I guess, because I spent my weekends right in the heart of downtown Byfield. And the first place I ever lived was the apartment above the mini mart. So, you know, I started there and worked my way up into Rowley from Byfield, stayed in the same school system. But those are the two places that I consider, you know, home. Uh, about that mini mart, because I'm going to read a piece that I wrote last summer, which will, uh, some of the references in it are very <clears throat> summer ish, especially at the beginning. Fitting for today. Yeah, fitting mm-hmm. for today on a nice mid-February weekend morning. How important are those little places, the mini-mart? Oh, PJs. PJs on the <laughs> island, yeah. I mean, is it just Institutions. me? Institutions. Yeah. PJs would have been an institution nowadays, man. I think about it and what it turned into and the jackasses that own it now that haven't, I mean, nothing against, well, everything against them. Yeah. <laughs> nothing against you, jackass. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I mean, Jane McNeil would have been like, uh, she still is a legend. She ran that place for so long. It was Phil and Jane's Yep. when we moved in there, and that's my parents' name, which is so <laughs> ironic. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. PJ's is Phil and Jane's. Holy shit. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, she closed it. That was the first place I went into when I was born. My mother took me to PJ's because they were all the, you know, that was the neighborhood. Damn. And, uh literally the first place outside of the hospital or my house that was the first spot I went into that's pretty great mine was the lemon tree 
the lemon tree in Rowley? No, in on the Rowley Newbury line. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Where, the yeah. Guy, where the guy in the parking lot froze to death. Yeah, yeah. I went <laughs> right from the hospital to a pool table. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's when men were men, right out of the yes, womb. You got it. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut in on the mini mark. Oh, I didn't mean <laughs> to cut in on PJs, nope. but it's quality podcasting right here. I like it. Uh, you know, it's. I'm glad that it's not just me. Like I remember going to PJs with you, sitting at a pretty young age, and like these are the things that stay with you. And on one on one hand, it feels disproportionate to to elevate a small place, a small business, and be opining about it 35 years later. But that's the reality of it. These are these are the things that help make a neighborhood, in addition to people that make an area that you grew up in really special and yeah. in this area a lot of other features too aside from those yeah like that being said those institutions now are you're waiting half an hour 45 minutes an hour to get into just to get a slice of pie or something yeah, like that's... i don't know what the agawam's like now but i can only imagine well you were talking just text exchanges from yesterday about a 45 minute wait to get into the rusty can yeah buddies buddies to me right and like that when i the production piece of our last pod that we did for joe you guys don't even know this i went to the what to me was the buddies parking lot so the rusty can parking lot that's where i did all the back end production stuff to upload uh episode four from the buddies production studio that's it that is it but like that to me was very symbolic and important especially after the the pod that we recorded last time out but and you know and that's what I tried to see the positive of because okay love buddies but how did it come up yesterday is everybody was celebrating what it's become oh the rusty can is a major upgrade that's not major I won't say that but I would take the rusty can over buddies any day I, I mean it's like the best barbecue in the northeast in my opinion they really are incredible I mean they deserve all the praise they, they should get. probably it's... sponsor this podcast at some point <laughs> um, especially if we're gonna Raised there, sticky pigtails on a uh, Superman three-way brisket bomb for brisket the win. Bomb, yeah. But this is what's great is that we can still be objective enough that as much as even I miss buddies, I'm right there with you. Oh yeah, and yeah. go yeah, major upgrade there, and and there are those opportunities. Not every change is for the worse, and I like being able to kind of diagnose this area that we love again objectively enough to not say every change is bad when uh, there are upgrades on that level and I'm sure other ones that we could come up with too if we were to think about it long enough. I have one on the tip of my tongue Do it. that I'm not going to bring up yet because I hadn't read the podcast, uh, the um, verse that you're going to read today since last summer. Okay. So when we were setting this up and you had said, you know, just in the little text messages between us beforehand, think about some places I had one place on the tip of my tongue and then realized in you know reading through the verse again this morning that you're going to mention it so I'm not going to steal it until afterwards well then that's a good segue uh, for me I'm going to jump into this one and as soon as I'm done you, you got to lift it out of here for me and tell me what it is all right so this is uh, verse 424 again this is written at the end of last summer which will explain a little bit of the framing on the upfront. Atavistic Hometown Bingo, Ether Edition. Subscribe to one image per paragraph to score. 
as the moribund Red Sox lapse into seasonal irrelevance and an age of seriousness returns to close our pools, open schools, and get back to business, I play hometown bingo in my imagination. I wonder who else bought cigarettes from the vending machine at Ming Jade, who cast off at dusk on the refuge after stopping at Surfcasters, who ate two Riverview pizzas in the same night. Which downtown Newburyport bar were you shut off at? Jacob Marley's, Starboard Galley, or the Grog? I'm subterranean with longing and still sunburnt of shoulder, but autumn's coming hard. Frantically grasping at broken pieces of summer like Jackie grabbing JFK's skull fragments, I recall Sportsman's Lodge on the way to the island and Sailor Bill's heading home after a childhood blockbuster beckoned me to Cinema 95. I burrow into the old images as though trying to go through the back of the mirror into safe harbor myself. There were those that drank food club soda in Mosley Pines, then booked their bikes breakneck downhill through Oak Hill Cemetery, perhaps obfuscating a penthouse inside an open sporting news in the Richdale on the Newbury Newburyport line. Who thumbed cassettes or boxes of bright blue French Foreign Legion soldiers in underground shops presided over by slump junkies left over from the early 70s, then bought an X-Men at Fowles before skimming it on the boardwalk, reading more ads than story, the old X-ray specs or Nintendo spots or hubba bubba artwork. Biking home past Paul's, that's the corner cupboard to me, and the Colonial Pharmacy, Predictable stove smoke on fall nights waved me in. The marsh, with its many points of entry, was our Serengeti. It was as likely a place to be alone as it was to be a hangout, a place for processing, a landscape to explore, a place for any number of first experiences. An expedition brought us to the bridge over the train tracks. Magics imbued there still. Down Parker Street, a veritable mall of possibilities awaited. The day began with a dandy donut treat before crossing the street with Dad to Lunt and Kelly's. That smells in my nostrils still, but my eyes were only for the gumball machine and its spherical pillows of chiclets. There may be false memories before we're done, but remember Goddard's? I feel the R.E.M. Green album or Tears for Fears coming from there, a place that felt like a Price is Right soundstage of overpriced, antiquated 70s stereo equipment and quarter-ton televisions. You're just not from here if you didn't have a friend who washed uh, dishes at Labadini's in high school. After Dad grabbed his hardware and Mom bought a Miami Sound Machine 7-inch single, we drove 50 yards for a super beef from the beef corral for lunch. It would take dinner from Leo's to hit for the meal cycle in this commercial corner that didn't feel so small back then, peppered also with an Exxon and maybe a bird watcher's outfitters. Let's discuss where to rent the Goonies, or, for Mom, an officer and gentleman. There was a shredded lettuce sub shop on Winter Street where I nervously perused the back covers of horror films, glimpsing Freddy for the first time and how I remember him following me home. Mom leafed through Murphy's Romance and other eye-rollers. Later, Newburyport Card and Gift worked the back end of their store into a proper video rental setup. I selected Howard the Duck and got gummy bears, too. Before we could go home and watch the movie, we went to Papagino's for takeout. Port Plaza, 
had great personality and possibility. A raspberry lemon danish at Kathy Ann's was to be hoped for in advance of procedural stops at Arlington Trust, Brooks Drugs, the Hallmark store with a crown on the, on the sign, Gloria Stevens, Hyman's to ogle those new Reeboks, and finally to Kmart, where, even back then, the restaurant was hilarious to my older brother and I before we headed over to Sporting Goods. Finally going home with pizzas warming my lap, we passed Mr. Grocer on Pond Street. Not only would this later become White Hen Pantry and CVS, I'm not entirely certain it was Mr. Grocer at all. It's just what I remember. I tried to see the commercial constellation of the downtown I knew at my youngest. Jabberwocky's celestial position relative to the dragon's nest, Ciro's, or Harold's, really called the razor's edge where the gay barber cut my hair, which was shockingly progressive for my prejudiced mother. There was the neon of the Mal restaurant, or Haley's, or Fowl's, of course, lighting increasingly predictable paths. Lost restaurants like Scandia still burn in my imagination, as does The Other Place, which was annexed to Labadini's and lay dormant in my mind for decades until now. In Newburyport's shadow, my town's commercial offerings were few but dear. The glass-cased candy counter at the country store, my older brother's second job, held my hopes while we stopped next door at Doyle's Apothecary, which I think served as the town's post office. Up 1A towards home was Knight's Farm, briefly becoming Todd's place before transitioning to what it's known as now. That was older brother's first job, and such were all our interrelationships with such places and the people we knew there that my name and childhood phone number is still written into a board in plain blue ink just above an employee's only entrance there. Only recently, I've, conf I've confronted all this as being from a hundred years ago, if not more. For a moment, I was attempted to attach an emotion to this understanding. One might mourn what's missing, of course. One might just as easily celebrate the sustained relationship, whether dappled or twisted with change, with appreciation. Best is simply the game, perhaps more match game than bingo juxtapose the imperfect memory with its nebulous neurons nervous with today's demands against shape-shifting landscapes of hometown space-time. Corey, I'm dying to know. Labadini's. Labadini's. <clears throat> we went to that place to celebrate. We went to that place to mourn. We went to that place for dinner on a Wednesday and I always got the spaghetti and meatballs <laughs> and it's the meatballs that I miss the most the mm. meatballs from Labadini's that I've been waiting to talk about and um, that's it I don't know that's just such a core memory to me that uh, I haven't ordered spaghetti and meatballs anywhere <laughs> since Labadini's is closed down that was the only place when my parents got us a babysitter and they went out to eat. It was to Labadini's. Ironically, I never set foot in the place. I don't think I did either. Yeah. It was where my mom and dad went yeah, on a night once out. Ever. Yeah. Um, and if anyone's listening and, and is thinking, I can't believe he didn't mention and fill in the blank, I'm right there with you. I, and I'll tell you right now, a shout out to a buddy of mine, James. We, uh, we were talking about records earlier this week, and I told him, I'm, I'm going to go to Dino over the weekend I did I went to Dino Records yesterday I bought two 
soundtracks from 1994 on vinyl. And how did I not mention Dino Records? And I stopped in there yesterday because we grabbed a, a quick drink as a, a family at the Grog. Like, these are all places. I did mention the Grog in there, but Sitnik, top of mind. Anything I missed, I'm sure there's a bunch, but any that uh, any that were special to you, like Labadini's, was to Corey. Nothing that really comes to mind. I mean, PJ's is the big one for me that I missed, obviously. Um, I mean, all the places you mentioned. The Grog was my first job, washing dishes there yep. with Noki uh, and the Berardino brothers and Shane Hanley, Sean maybe too. Um, then I worked at Scandia too. Yep, I remember uh, you at Scandia. And no, not really. I mean, that's like you pretty much summed it up. The bullpen. The bull. Yeah, I I was bullshit that I forgot the bullpen. You forgot the bullpen. I forgot the bullpen. Uh, which is which is my son Joe's orthodontist now, which <laughs> is fitting. that is not an upgrade. Uh, no, uh, but it's, it's functional. Um. Yeah. Corey, you might be able to help me with this. I, I, I totally own in that piece, as I mentioned, that there might have been a false memory or two of just something that I I misplaced in uh, in the ether. Going down Route 1 and Rowley, mm-hmm. just just from Newbury to Rowley, I remember a couple places. Samards is still there. Samards is still there. Um, but the restaurant next door has been... A half a dozen things since it was Seafood Village. That's thank you. Growing up, thank you. And, uh, and the Hog's used... Breath Saloon was across the street too, right? Yeah, the Wagon Wheels. The Wagon Wheel, right? Yeah. Even before, so it's a landscaping company or a fence yep. company, now, right? Right. Yeah, those were, and there were some, there was some action there when I was a kid. Those places were known for uh, the. the what was the other? There were two Route 1 bars, and I can't remember. That's what I need help on. Spuds was EJ's, right? EJ's. That was... Eddie re- Johnson. Yeah. The Bruins. I remember that sign. Like, that's that's like me coming home with my family up one to Boston Road, like, after a night out and, like, seeing the Celtics or something at the Garden, and I'm, like, drifting off trying to stay awake in the back seat and seeing that EJ's sign, knowing that I'm almost home. I used to always get car sick on Route 1 from all the hills. I remember that. Spuds <laughs> being closed is a, in Rowley is yeah. kind of a big deal that I didn't think of. Yeah. Mm. And they tried to fill it with a little seafood restaurant, and now there's just a sign out there that says, closed, thanks. Yep. And what does Terry Corcoran do now? He works at... He was like a... Market basket. But he was like a fixture there. He was. I mean, and that's what that's why anyone in the closest business to Spuds... Knowing that Terry was employable, immediately hired him. Exactly, yeah. Because that kid works. Yep. What about, and this is just might be another one, I'm inventing something that wasn't there. Why do I remember, if you're heading from Newbury to Rowling, before you get to EJ's or Spuds, whatever you want to call that place, why do I remember a, a jazz club on the left-hand side, somewhere between the two, or some sort of a bar, not a jazz club, but some sort of a bar that There was a bar at the top of the hill. We Maria's. Went, yes. What was it? Maria's. He is. It's like a it's a, again another landscape company. Yep. Route Thank one Rowley Newbury seems to have taken saw a over by good bands there. Um, they seem to have been taken over by landscaping companies <laughs> or fencing companies. And by contrast, Newburyport downtown has been taken over by real estate offices and bankers and mortgage offices. So I think we've that's been, not good. We've gotten to the social socioeconomic problem of how the area has changed. 
that you've got these cool, authentic places that are gone so that we've got enough landscaping businesses to take care of all the people that have moved into the right. place, yeah. sold by all of the upscale Newburyport real estate people. Yep. We've That's the problem. Hmm. Uh, Who bands at Maria will? I can't remember. I'm not that guy. I, I feel like Noonan played a gig there or was asked by some other band to tag along once or twice. We're in Ipswich. Okay. Didn't start off there, but we're here now. No. Now, Jeremy, without being like marking down a spot on the map, how many times have you and I been here together in this lifetime? If if you had to put a number on it, something close. Hundreds. Yeah. It's got to be, right? Oh, yeah. That's, uh... So, when you ask, Matt, what's here to you, Mm. it doesn't get more here than here yeah <laughs> and that's that to me is the in prison on jupiter remark like when this place becomes inaccessible to you mm-hmm. when there is no path to come here on any given day that that was suffocating yes to me. that was that was too much and uh and one thing that i think that since moving back there's no temptation to take these places for granted anymore it's not enough to say, oh, I could go to a place like this today. Like, here we are. You know, here we are, the three of us today, and, and potting about it at the same time. Um, <clears throat> towns that are just outside of, like, you know, in Wenham, where you're at least, you're still, you're in the Cape Ann League. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I'm 10 minutes from Essex, 10 minutes from Ipswich. So I'm right there. Any places that are just maybe outside, I'm talking businesses uh, that are important to you or places that are still destinations within maybe the greater area that is the, the nucleus that we kind of defined earlier today. Like a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> went to downtown Haverhill for the first time in a long time and went to the tap mm-hmm. and uh, solid place. Not going to find myself going to Haverhill with any great frequency, but <clears throat> cool place. Any any other destinations for you guys just outside of this it's group always of a special occasion to get Riverview Pizza. Yeah. It, it, yep. it doesn't matter how many times I've had it. I associate that with Grammy and Dot, Grammy Dot and Grampy Jim's house on Central Street. Oh, Towers of Riverview just Pizza. Stacks. Towers of it. We, like we'd, we'd order 15 pizzas. A three foot tower of pizza. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What are we doing? Yeah, exactly. Eating pizza. Eating pizza and playing Mario Kart for six hours. <laughs> yeah. Watching, like, the, one of the most gratifying parts of parenthood has been watching my son develop a love for Riverview Pizza. Oh, yeah. Like, two weeks ago, he, he had to ask for it for a whole week. Like, can we have a movie night with Riverview Pizza? Not any, like, that's it. And there always has to be, for, for all of us, like, how much... How much do we need to have left over so that there's plenty for breakfast the next morning? Right, cold? right. Like, as long as we're on pizza, please. Places, I'm just gonna start rolling on them. Do it. I mean, Nick's and Newburyport. Mm-hmm. Yep. Still, like that is a place that has never changed. You go in there. There's a jukebox with albums nice. from the '60s on it. Still. I mean, they and then they update it with stuff. Damn. So it's like you can go in there. There's like three booths. Get a pizza, I mean, get a soda, plug some quarters into the jukebox. We do you still say get a tray of pizza? Right. Mm. Um, and the beach, beach pizzas. Yep. Never mm-hmm. changed. Yep. 
can't think of many other pizzas that haven't changed. Right. And similar, like even Riverview, how much... I don't know how much shine would be off of a Riverview pizza if you didn't walk in there and have it look and feel the way that it does. Right. Like, I do not remember that place changing at all. The Budweiser. With the same nicest lady in the world tending bar. Yep. Yeah. Since I was a kid. And it's amazing. I just saw, must have been an Instagram post of them loading pizzas up on the countertop. And Mm. they have, like, these wooden um, boat, tie the rope around for a boat. Yeah. Cleats. Yep wooden cleat on the bar like that's like just that's so kitschy right you can't try and fucking duplicate that no in a new fashion go fuck yourself yeah (laughs) don't even do it you absolutely can't and uh the parking lot that should be illegal (laughs) i parked there at at ebsco illegally blocking the gate like it's five o'clock on a sunday night nobody cares right I always find myself wanting Riverview Pizza the most on Mondays. Mondays. I don't know why. Just because you can't, because you have, can't it. have it. <laughs> There's just. I my, always find myself wanting it at 3 p.m. when I'm driving through Ipswich. I'm yes. Like, I never get it. Yes. Like, Damn it. Like, take me to the fuck, edge of the gonna, mountain and show me what I can't have. Right. Yeah. How am I going to kill time for an hour in downtown Ipswich? Yeah. <laughs> Go to the. Drive out to Great Neck or Little Neck and right. turn around and come <laughs> That's back. It, pavilion. That's all it, you can do. That, yep. Every time. <laughs> Um, the park lunch too. Park lunch. I yeah. mean, there's an institution. It's yep. changed, but it's been pretty well managed and preserved. Yep. And feels the to same. To me, it still holds the same. I agree. Uh, atmosphere. The violence of the winter circle. Oh yeah, the circle. I haven't been in there in a long time. I'm so appreciative to the two of you because you just named my older brother's place and my dad's place I saw, back to oh. back. I saw Larry there once at the winter circle. At the winter circle. Oh, that was his place. Oh yeah. Yep. I can remember running into him there. We might have been sitting in the front looking at the projection TV they had yeah, there. Yeah, I remember. Um, but I can still remember bumping him in, bumping into him there. It was wild. Because I, you know, Mr. Connery, right. grabbing my ear, yanking my earring out. And here I am having a beer with Larry. That's pretty strong. Yeah. What was it? We'll end on this one because I can't, another place I can't remember the name. If you're on Bridge Road, Salisbury, you're going away from Newburyport. The last place on the left, it's still there, it's still a restaurant. It was the Clover Club. The Clover Club. I could picture Clover something Club. Irish, but I couldn't remember what it was. The biggest bookie joint around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, there was a speakeasy across the street. It's, yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this was an awesome. I don't even want to say trip down memory lane. Like this is where we live. This is this is just the lane. This is uh, this is kind of who we are and where we're from. And uh, I think maybe next time we're going to do a bit of an offshoot of this. Uh, any last words? Yeah, we're going to finish this up and like in five minutes be rattling off so <laughs> many other places that we totally forgot. And uh, not forgot, but remembered later. Right? Yes, never forgotten. No. And seven hours from now, swapping pictures, I'm sure, of where we got pizza for dinner tonight. Like, that is an inevitable part. But we're going to wrap this episode uh, of Times Before Can Be Forgotten. I'm Jeremy Sitnik. Corey Thistlewood. And I'm Matthew Connery. We will do this again, and thank you all for joining us. Take care.